Yes, people, it's episode 228 of Darren Griffiths Brain Dump, and it's me, Darren Griffiths. Obviously, how are you doing? I'm pissed off and annoyed at the moment. It's Saturday afternoon, it's hot, and fucking TFL website's pissing me off. I'm just trying to check my Oyster card, well, my contactless. Can't remember if I tapped in at the or tapped out at the end of my journey so I'd like to complete it so I don't get charged a ridiculous amount and guess what I have to verify that I'm human three to four times just for the page to reset and then you don't actually get to log in I just want to know if the website doesn't work just let me know if it doesn't work okay because it's annoying even when it was working I still had to do it three times like your TFL and it's just an Oyster card people are checking. It's not like it's flipping banking. Even my banking doesn't check whether I'm a human being or not, all right? But TFL, have to do it four times. And the thing is though, it's not even a clear thing. You know those little ones, you know, the ones we have to decide whether there's a bicycle, we have to click the nine pictures and click the ones that have a bicycle, click the ones that have a boat. Here's the thing that these pricks are doing on this, right? They start with a boat, go, oh, define, could you please just click the squares that have a boat? So you click, so you get nine pictures, you click like three or four that have a boat in. Then it gives you another nine pictures of boats. And you go, okay, uh, yeah, that one, that one, that one. Then it, go, it flashes and it goes, right, now bicycles. And here's the one with the bicycles, right? That they do like with the grainy thing on a picture that looks like it's taken on a fucking potato, right? And then you can't tell whether it's actually a bicycle or a motorbike. So rather than it just being something that's clear, he's now really trying to work out how human are you? It's not even how human am I, it's how good is your eyes? Right, because I can't see. You took it on a, I don't know what kind of camera it is. Not even a Polaroid camera, not even a bloody disposable one. You know, the ones that used to go to Boots and Asda and stuff, and you have to get your film developed. Not even that. It is horrible quality pictures, and I'm meant to try and work out whether that's a bicycle or a motorbike or some kind of cross. I swear one of the pictures, yeah, was like an electronic, uh, uh, electronic bike. So it kind of looks like a motorbike, but it's not. So now I'm trying to work out what do they define as a bicycle? It just takes the piss, man. Is that when they do the pictures as well, where it's like nine segments of one picture? Go, oh, could you please click the ones that the traffic lights are in? But then you've got like two of them's clearly the traffic lights. Like you've got the three colours, yeah, your your red, your amber, and your and your green. Yeah, that, that's clearly in two of the squares. But then off that, they'll have like the flipping metal pole that the traffic lights attached to going across. Some things that, oh, do I, do I count that? I don't know. Now I don't know what a traffic light is. Now you make me feel like a dumb prick. And all I want to do is just log in. I've already given you my username, already given you my password, yet I now have to prove that I'm a human being. It, it's so annoying. It's flipping annoying. I know I've started this podcast on an absolute rant, but it's annoying the shit out of me. Like, I just want to... Is it... Is that it's not even high security things. You know, sometimes you go through all these, like, these jump over these hurdles, right? Because you think, oh, it's, that's valid. That's fair enough. This is very important, the thing that I'm trying to access. You know what I mean? Like when it's a governmental website or whether it's uh, your banking, like I said before. But TFL, like, t- like, what can you do? You can't even do anything from that website except for pay for your bloody outstanding travel. It's not like you could... It's not like you can uh, use it for someone else. It's not like someone else can hack into my account and then pay for their season ticket with my card. Like, it's only my cards that are there. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they could. Maybe they could read. No, they can't. They can't. They can't do that. It's, it's annoying. It's flipping annoying. I don't know. I'm ranting. I'm raving.
But I'm calm. Just took a drink. Took a sip of a drink. I'm cool. I'm zen. Woo saw. Woo saw. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. How are you doing, people? How's your week been? How's my week been? I've been, uh, I've been telling the NHS, don't share my data. I've been telling the NHS that. Don't, don't share the damn data. What, what are they going to share it for? I don't know. Are they going to share it anyway? Probably. But I've, I've got, gone through the survey. I've ticked it. There you go. It's done. Don't share my data to third parties. Will I know whether you've done it? No. So, what's the issue? I'll tell you what's going to happen, right? I've said don't do it. Then what they're going to do, they're going to do it anyway. And then 15 years later, we'll find out. 15 years later, we'll, uh, we'll just get an apology. Then someone will tell you, oh, we're doing a class action. And then I'll go, yep, I was on this list. They took my data. Cool. And then we'll all sue the government. We'll all sue the government. But it'd be great because we'll sue them for like a toast or something like four million pounds. But it'd be divided like between, you know, eight million of us. So we're going to get like 50p each, which is going to be great. Yeah. And then that's going to go into our taxes and we're going to get taxed more anyway at the end of the year. Because you can't actually, you know, take money from the government. Only on an individual basis you can, but as a collective, no, because it just us paying for it again. So, oh, I don't know. Damn, my body's fading me. My body's saying that I've got hay fever. I don't think I have, but my body's saying I have. I thought I quit. I thought I quit hay fever. I thought I was done. I thought it was over for me. Um, but my eyes itching and puffy. I'm itching the back of my throat and the inside of my ear with the back of my tongue. Um, I'm not even going to do an impression of it because once you start that, you cannot stop it. I've been drinking this ginger cordial that burns the back of my throat and that stops me from scratching. But still, it's bloody annoying, man. Just feels like my face constantly needs to be washed. Oh, then my eye's itching now as I'm talking about my eye itching. It's, it's infuriating. I hate the fucking summer. <laughs> I like the sun, don't like the summer. I like the heat, don't like the summer. I like holidays, don't like summer. Summer's just different. Can't stand it. Ugh. My eyes are itching now, man. Ugh. Anyway, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> oh, dear. In a good mood. The Euros are here. Football. Football's coming home. It's funny, someone asked me, a friend of mine who's um, who's Russian, Russian by birth, um, and he's asked me who am I supporting in the Euros, mainly because of you know, the way I've been switching club teams, he was interested to know what my international allegiance was, and here's the thing, me in England, England, um, obviously when I was younger, I considered myself as just Jamaican as a kid, I didn't even think of myself as, as British or or English at all. Just thought myself as Jamaican. I mean, because my parents are Jamaican, so I'm Jamaican. I'm off my parents. I'm Jamaican. That's how I thought. I didn't think myself British. I didn't go on holiday or anything, so I didn't have a British passport. Nothing was telling me that I was British. Um, you know, there were some clues, you know, like the accent coming out of my face um, and where I was born. But, <laughs> but no, I didn't think myself as British. Then... Um, so when it came to sport, not really, didn't, except for athletics. But that's because I saw black British people. So 
you know, rugby, didn't like rugby. Football I wasn't that big of a football fan when I was a kid. But my first international football tournament that I can really remember, fully being, you know, sat there watching it and knowing what was going on and knowing what results were needed for what to happen was Euro 96. I'm not sure if I was aware it was in England. I just know I had the sticker book. I had the, I had the, um, the Merlin 95, Premier League 95 sticker book. That was the first sticker book that I had. So that's what I just got into football that year. So when I was seven. So that's when, um, so it's the year before the Euros. And that's, and, I, and obviously for that Euros, um, I was like, where's Brazil? Well, I, don't, <laughs> I didn't think I really understood what the Euros were about. Realised there was no Brazil there. Uh, so I was like, all right, cool. Well, I guess this Euros thing's okay. When I started watching it, I was like, these these are cool. There's no Brazil, but this is cool. And um, I remember, I vaguely remember World Cup 94. My older brother and uh, my cousin's then boyfriend. I remember sat in my cousin's flat in Ladywell, South London, uh, and watching the final. And then being really happy um, when Baggio missed the penalty. They support Brazil. But um, and I remember being kind of, even though I liked Brazil, I kind of liked Italy. Because I think football Italia was on when I was younger. So that was the only kind of football I watched. Um, so yeah. And Baggio was my favourite player as a little kid. I think because he had the ponytail. I had a ponytail as well when I was in in reception class at school, so I thought I must have thought Badger was super cool because I had a ponytail. Anyway, so get to Euro '96. I'm an England fan, supporting England. Euro '96. They got Tottenham players. I'm recognising some of them. Hey, wow, cool. So I'm supporting England. World Cup '98. Um, that's when my kind of allegiance singles wavering, but England playing too well. And I was like, yeah, I like England. And then um, Euro 2000. Did England get to Euro 2000? One of them they flopped and didn't get to. I can't remember, it might be 2004 they didn't get to. No, definitely got 2004. That was like the birth of Rooney. Um, but yeah, but it's around then I stopped liking England. They were disappointing. Um, that's when, you know... I was beginning to watch England with other people around who weren't my family. And you start realising that, you know, people who support England used to say off-key things. Couldn't just simply go, oh, this guy's a prick. They'd have to say their nationality before. And when you say someone's nationality before, uh, a swear word, and then you say it with anger, it always sounds just a little bit, a little bit. Uh, racist at worst, uh, xenophobic at best. <laughs> oh, you French prick! Just like, all right, cool. Could just call him a prick. Because then it makes you wonder, you know. And they go, oh, because then, like, say, like a Liverpool player misses a shot for England. Oh, you scouse prick! It's okay. You you like using descriptions, don't you? So you just think, oh, what, what's going to happen when the black player misses? And that's when you real, that's when I was realised, you know, when England got to penalty shootouts and then a black player missed a penalty, you're just like, oh, here's the undertones. Undertones sound like a Motown band, didn't it? The undertones. 
Look at their bloody Jericho hair, pencil moustaches. You know I mean, it'll be like uh, down the rust and the undertones. <laughs> There'd have to be a guy, James Brown, at the undertones. But um, get yeah, all the undertones to come out. That's what I was like, oh fucking good. I can't bother to watch these lot. Um, yeah, I remember. Be- yeah, I remember being like a secondary school and watching the game of friends and this guy and what, he was just getting proper annoyed that I weren't supporting England and I was just like mate there's just, just too many England fans that are racist pricks and he's like fuck them fuck them fuck them set they're racist it's like you're English support England and I was like to be fair mate I've never actually thought myself as English I thought myself as British I thought myself as Jamaican never English but I do support because even I think about athletics athletics is never England it's Britain so I just thought okay yeah Whereas English always just felt different to me. Um, so between what? So 2000 and let's say two. What's the last one? Really 2020. So World Cup 2018. So between 2000 and 2016, it's 16 years. I think I can't do the maths, but I think that's like eight international tournaments. Didn't give a shit about what England did. Couldn't care less. I just didn't care. Didn't care how they how they performed. Thought they were shit. Used to hate the media. How they hype them up. I'd then shit on them. I'd hate the racist, xenophobic fans. I'd hate how the media turned on the black players. I just hate it. I thought it's just all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. Can't be asked. Um, actually, there was a little blip when. Beckham scored the free kick against Greece. It was too magical for me not to cheer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then I did go through a phase in that 16 period of being anti England. Then we fast forward to World Cup 2018. The summer of 2018, probably one of the greatest summers in British history. Just vibes, summer vibes, hot summer, international football on. Because I even went to Euro 2016, yeah? Uh, I went to two quarterfinals and two semifinals, and both semifinals, um, which was great. But um, so England were well out before then. I think England got knocked out by Iceland in that one. Um, but I wasn't fussed by England in that, in that one, yeah. But 2018, World Cup 2018, summer in England, it was hot and it's coming home, fever, to start to take it over. And it became this thing where it was stupid. No one actually thought it was coming home. It was just a funny thing to say. Um, and it's, it's still a funny thing to say. Just You just say it. You just say it because it's, it's delusional and it's stupid. Uh, but England kept on winning. <laughs> And obviously, what it meant was the more that England uh, won was mean the bigger day out you could have in the pub. And you'd, what you'd do, you'd book your table at a pub, you'd book it for about 10, 15 of you, and then you'd get down there early and you, and you wouldn't eat anything all day because you're eating in the pub and you're drinking in the pub and it's sunny and you want a bit of outdoor area, but you want it to be shady. Yeah, you wanted it all. And when the goals went in, the beers would fly. And you couldn't help just singing, it's coming home. And I fully caught, it's coming home fever. 
and then when the, when England got knocked out to Croatia, I was like, oh, well, do what? That was fun. I wasn't disappointed. I don't think anyone in the country was disappointed. It was like, that was fun. That, that was fun, getting involved. Um, you know, you get your side eyes from a few of your hoteps. <laughs> They're mad that you're supporting England. You're not keeping it real. Then I saw some people trying to do mental gymnastics. Going, ah, I'm supporting the black players. Then I saw some people supporting France. They're like, yeah, France is basically African team. So I'm going to just uh, support France, not England. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to support. If I can support France, I'll definitely support England. It doesn't make one. It doesn't make sense. So I'm going to support that form of colonial power rather than this one, the one that I live in. Um, you know what I mean? Oh, they did shit stuff to black, the other black people, not the black people I know. So I'll support them. See, it didn't make sense for me to support France for that reason. Um. So yeah. So here we are, the day before. Um, well, I'm recording it the day before England, Croatia. So you'll be listed this the day after England versus Croatia. I think my prediction's 2-1 to England. I think it's covered home. I'm fully in it's covered home mode. Because um, <laughs> it's just funny. It's just funny to get delusional. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, the Euros is always great. It's always fun, man. I watched Italy last night. I don't want to make this a football pod, but... Uh, well, I showed them quite a bit. But yeah, I watched it last night. They look good. But my prediction, here it is. Let's put it in, um, let's record it so people know. I've put money on it as well. Put money on Chiro Mobile to be top goal scorer each way. I put money on Memphis Depay to be top goal scorer each way. I've uh, put money on a final between Portugal and France. I've put money on a semi finals to involve France, Portugal. Germany, yep, they're all from Group F, but they're all going through. Um, and Italy, I did that's so got those bets. Now I've got some money aside to put bets on games. So tomorrow, when England, I like to put a bet. On. That makes it more fun as well. So when John Stone smashes in a header, and you know he's forty to one to be the first goal scorer, and you win forty quid off your pound, and you go to yourself, I should have put a tenner on. I could have had four hundred quid. Yeah, because you always think about that. When you win a bet, you go, oh, I should have put on a grand. No, you shouldn't, because that would be ridiculous when you lost that bet. You're going to punch yourself in the face. But I always do that. That's my betting tip, people. When you're watching, uh, you're betting in tournament, always bet on a centre-back to score first. Because they can just run around in the box on the corner. So, you see what starting lineup is? Put your money on the centre-backs. All right. So, John Stone's first goal scorer. I don't even know if he's going to be starting the game. I don't even know if he's injured. Who knows? But that's my that's my prediction. 2-1 England. Um, yeah, but that's what I do, man. Each international tournament like this, I just put my money into my bet, um, betting apps. And that's the money I have to play with. So, I put my bigger bets on for the whole tournament. And now I'll do my smaller in-game bets. That next goal scorer. All that stuff. This makes the game fun. Gambling's fun. If you think of it as this is money I'm spending, I'm spending £30 to have fun while watching this game. Yeah, or whatever amount it is. I'm, so I'm spending, I think it's £50 on the tournament. So I put £25 in one 
Uh, actually, that's light. I already had £11 in there. So I put um, £10 in one of the apps and I put £25 in, in another app. And, and then that's it. So if I run out of money by, you know, Friday because I've spent all my money, that's me done. Done all my bets. <laughs> that's, that's my money gone. But if I win money, um, I then sometimes take some money out, but usually I just leave it in there. I'll go, it's there for me to play with. It's there for me to get a bit silly. So, that's what I did last one. So, yeah, it's fun. It's fun, guys. It's fun. I think I ended up, um, like, so say if I, put, I think the last, like when, it, when it was coming home, I think I put, again, like 40 quid in. Uh, I won money, but I spent it all and just ended up at minus 40. Like, <laughs> so I just... I just paid for the experience and the thrill of winning money, but then just eventually pissing it up a wall. But it's fine. Whereas I've got some mates who really, they like to flutter. It's not even a flutter, though. They're putting big money. Because when they win, oh, it's great. They're like, you just won 500 quid on that. It's like, you won 500 quid? Why much you put on? It's like, oh, I put like 25 quid on for that. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's cool that it came in. But what other bets did you put on? That's when they go a bit quiet. Like, uh... Because they put 25 quid on one thing, they put 10 on that, chasing their losses, so they put 50 quid on the next. I'm just like, Jesus, I can't do it. I'm too emotional to gamble like that. What it is with me with gambling is, um, even though I've got it, per- my mentality is perfect for me never to become a gambling addict. Um, so here's the things. I I get annoyed when I don't win, like I take it personally. Um, I'm like, football shits. Why wouldn't that? Why didn't that guy score first? It's bollocks. So I get very angry. Um, so I don't have a, ch- uh, a sensation of I need to chase my money back. I'm actually just pissed off that the game robbed me somehow. The game robbed me. So that that's what happens in one bit. Uh, two, I take the loss. So I take the loss personally. Uh, two is I'm pretty tight when it comes to these things. So I'm, I'm risk averse. See, if I think something's a dead certainty to happen, you know what I mean? Like, you could literally have Man City playing FC Dracula from Romania, right? And all you need to do is put money on Man City winning. Even boxing when Mayweather was fighting. You knew he was going to win. He was undefeated. Whack 500 quid on it. Go on. Because the odds are small. Whack 500 quid on it. you probably get 400 quid back. Winner. Guaranteed money. Guess what? Couldn't do it. No. Mm-mm. No. Virtual certainty. No, I can't. No. No. No, 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 no. Just, so I'm just too risk averse to really win big money. For me to win big money, it has to be like an absolute fluke thing to happen. You know when people got like those seven game accumulators where they bet on all these different games? That's when I'll be able to win money. But other than that, nah. It's why I uh, don't do well with things like um, shares, with cryptocurrency. Risk averse. Have low attention span as well when it comes to gambling. So if it's in-game betting, ah, no. I, I So we can cash out. Sometimes like your bet's about to win, so you can take your money out. Nah, I'll forget I'll place the bet. Game finishes. I'm like, oh, shit. They just scored in the last minute and I forgot I could have taken my money out. 
just forget that shit. So, like, I, like when everyone started getting on the crypto stuff and the shares and all that, I was alright. Let me download some apps. Alright, let me buy some of that, buy some of that, buy some of that, and then I just forgot that I've done it. So I now get notifications on my phone say, this thing's up, this thing's down. I'm like, I don't actually give a shit. <laughs> you well done, you've got my money now. So I don't, let's see, I might check in a year's time and some pharmaceutical company I bought shares in has just discovered the cure for AIDS. And there's a boom! Griff's a millionaire, he didn't even know. He knows. Hopefully, that, that's the dream, isn't it? That's the dream. Um, what else been going on in the world? Um, what else has been going on other than the Euros? Uh, the Euros and... I watched something on Netflix. What did I watch with my wife? It was... Oh, something... No, I can't remember her name now. can't remember her name. It's not McVeigh. Is it McVeigh? McVeigh. No, that's that's Esther McVeigh. Oh, what is it called? Uh, um, I can't remember what this thing was called. Uh, what was it called? Sorry, guys. It was a show on Netflix, a film on Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Uh, believe me. Lisa McVeigh. I knew McVeigh was there. I'm not world crazy. Damn it. Um, so, yes, believe me. It's about the abduction of Lisa McVeigh back in the 80s, in 1984, um, where she is from the this isn't a spoiler people this is very much in the film and it's based on a true story but so um this is in the synopsis so she's from the abusive home she's then abducted and raped multiple times then she manages to break free uh but no one believes her uh, obviously her abusive family don't believe her and police don't believe her initially but it's based on a true story and stuff. So, um, yeah, that was harrowing. But it's done well. It was done well. It's uh, it's just so interesting. It was just so interesting. that I think maybe if it wasn't based on a true like most true stories, if it's not based on the true story, you're like, what the fuck is going on? This wouldn't happen. All of this. But because it was based on a true story, it kept me engaged. And I was like, hey, man, this is mad. This is mad. So I, I'd recommend that. Um, Lupin. Season 2. Season 2. Um, the Lupin. Is. Uh, is is Dons. Le Netflix. Um, if you haven't watched. Um, season 1. Of Lupin. Please watch season 1 of Lupin. I have to say Lupin. It's L-U-P-I-N. Lupin. You have to just get French whenever you say say it, right? Sick. Sick film. Sick film, I mean, um, series. And I can't wait to watch season uh, two. I've got too much stuff to do around the house to watch season two today. 
but um, too much Euros to watch as well, which is what, 12 minutes into Euros. What? I bet, I bet there's goals. I bet there's goals in there. Let's see what's going on with Euros right now, right now. Denmark, Finland. Oh, it's the... Wait. It's not Scandinavian because Finland's not Scandinavia. Nordic? Nordic Derby. They're all Nordic countries. Well, they're not Scandinavian. No, I'm lying. Nordic countries are... Wait. Hi. Is this Finland a right? Here you go. So now I was right. There you go. In the current scenario, while the term Scandinavia is commonly used for Denmark, Norway, and Sweden, the term Nordic countries is vaguely used for Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Iceland, including their associated territories of Greenland, the Faroe Islands, and Island Island. Cool. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yes, that's right. Nordic. They are Nordic countries. So, um, yes, so Finland versus Denmark right now. Okay, fair enough. I'll watch that in a bit. Um, is there anything else that's happened in the news? I don't think so. I mean, the, uh, the deadline... A deadline, the lifting of the lockdown being delayed. Sadly felt inevitable and sadly is probably the right thing to do. But yeah, it's just, it's what it is. Uh, my personal life is so unaffected by lockdowns, it seems. I forget. I just, I just literally abide by the rules. I wear my mask when I'm out. Uh, try not to get a bit wild and... No? Hug, hug people, shake, I shake hands. I do all of that. Um, but then, yeah. I think that keeps me okay. Um, but there's this new variant, it's the Delta variant. It's funny how you don't have to watch any news, but these words just get into your head straight away, man. Um, what else? Yes, that's it. I said that's been delayed, but mm, I think that's it, man. I can't think of um, anything else that's happened in the news. Uh, my showed me some horrible story about some uh, guy who abducted a twin, four-year-old. He's so he abducted this guy's seventeen, abducted a four-year-old child in America. Um, so he, the four-year-old was a twin. He only took one of them, stabbed that child to death, allegedly. I say allegedly because all they know is that this person took, or someone took the four-year-old and someone has stabbed the child to death. Uh, so I'm not saying allegedly that the child hasn't been stabbed to death. That's happened. Uh, and then the person returned and just tucked the other four-year-old in. As in, put a duvet, tucked him in, not East End of London, Essex, tucking in. He didn't just start punching the kid in the ribs. Um, so he, uh, yeah, I can't lie. When I first saw that article, 
well, I said it bad. It's like seventy-year-old man or boy has abducted a child. I was just like, oh god. It's like they're all white. And I thought, no, no, that's racist. And I thought, no, they're all black. And I thought, no, I don't know. Let's find out. And then when I knew that one of them was white, one of them was someone's white, someone's black. I was like, okay, so it's crazy. Seventeen-year-old white kid has just abducted some black kid. It's like, no, seventeen-year-old black guy abducted a white kid. And I was like, wait, this this isn't how people do crimes. <laughs> I was like, huh? black people don't steal white children. I was like, what the hell's going on? The world's gone crazy. Like, you think you know your crimes and. I was trying to trivialise it. It just it was interesting just my, my prejudice just said, Oh, I didn't know that's how the crime's gonna go. But it's how it went. So we'll see how that uh turns out. It's odd though. It's just odd. If you watch the video it's eerie. Cause he's like he's looking straight at the camera that's recording. So it almost feels like he's been instructed how to do it. You know? I don't know. It's it's one of those ones, it's uh but any time a child's abducted, it, just, it never feels like a cut and dry. Okay, it's, it's just stolen by some random. It always feels like there's something sinister, more sinister, like someone who knows the child or one of the parents who are involved. Like these kids were staying at the dad's ex's house. So not the mum, not his baby mum, not his or his ex-wife, his ex. So imagine, for example, you're... So say it's for men. So men, say you, you're married to someone, you had two kids with them, twins, and then you divorced, then you got a new girlfriend, and then you and her split up. You then leave your kids with your wife, with your ex-girlfriend, and in her, uh, not possession, but in her uh, guardianship, one of them's murdered. Like, if I'm the mum... I'm murdering everyone. Everyone. Everyone's getting murdered. How am I going to give my kids to my ex and then find out she's just given our kids to her ex to look after while she's doing what? Get home. I don't know. It's nuts. It's nuts, it's nuts, it's nuts. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Um, right. Let's go. Dear Deirdre, I can't bet- I can't pick between lover and dull straight guy. What should I do? No, I missed out a key word there. Dear Deirdre, I can't pick between bisexual lover and dull straight guy. What should I do? Dear Deirdre, I'm torn between two men. One is bisexual and the other straight. For the past few months, it sounds like you should go with the bisexual one. Or unless that's the only reason why you don't want to give him is because he's bisexual. Because you call the other guy dull. You haven't actually said anything bad about the bisexual guy, except for you only, you only described him as bisexual, so I'm not sure if you've got an issue with that or not. Um, let us know. Let us know. Okay. Um, dear dear, dear Deirdre, I'm torn between two men. One is bisexual, the other straight. For the past few months, I've been seeing them both. I'm 23. I'm a 23 year old woman and would love to find someone who wants to be with me with no complications. Uh, but every man I fall for seems to come with loads of baggage. The bisexual guy is 25, cool, good-looking and funny. Get with him. I have such a laugh with him and he's always complimenting me and giving me silly gifts. Get with him. The fact he's bi doesn't bother me. Then get with him. 
The problem is, he's now sleeping with almost all his male friends as well as me. Jesus! And that there lies the issue. <laughs> Here, how? I'm with the guys as well. So when he's like, I'm just chilling with the guys. Like, what does that even mean? Like, it shouldn't mean anything. But what does that mean? We're openly just bagging each other. Yeah, the whole new means of boys night out. Mad. Now reassuring most heterosexual women find it when their guy goes, yeah, I'm out, going on night out with boys. Yeah, I'm just crashing at gyms. Suck. Oh, this is out with some girl. It's crashing at gyms. Little does she know. It's a big super bisexual gay orgy happening. <laughs> Mad. Anyway. I said I didn't mind at first and I was happy to date others too, but now it's getting me down. He doesn't like using condoms with me. Although I mostly insist, so I imagine he's not being careful with his other lovers either. Oh my God. When I say I want to be exclusive, he says he's too young to be tied down. But if I suggest breaking up, he gets upset and says he couldn't live without me. So he wants his cake and eat it. He's been depressed in the, in the past, so I'm worried he might do something stupid. He comes from a quite strict religious family, and sometimes I think he's using me as a cover just to keep his parents happy. I'm confused, but he but he wants a casual relationship. As, oh, does he want a casual relationship or something more serious, but is scared to tell me? Okay. So date the other guy, it seems. Let's go. Um, the other guy I'm dating is straight in every sense of the word. He's respectable, kind, nice, but a bit dull. He's 28, wants me to be his proper girlfriend, and has even talked about moving in together. Part of me likes the idea, the other part wants to run a mile. I think about the bisexual guy when I'm in bed with the straight guy, what should I do? Do what? Imagine being the straight guy. You're doing all the right things. You're not dull, you're just serious. You're just trying to share, I'm dating with purpose. That's what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to show you, girl, I'm serious about us about our future don't play yourself you smart you loyal you know he's trying to build a future for you he's moving through the jungle focusly he's a lion now and uh, so if you don't know what any of that stuff was what I was just doing there it's from uh, DJ Khaled would you mind uh, if you just watch that video it's just a Fantastic bit of acting by DJ Khaled at the beginning and at the end. Anyway, imagine you're that guy. You're doing all the good stuff, the right stuff. And then you find out she's like, no, Mm-mm, I'm seeing someone else. Who? Bisexual guy. He's banging all of his friends with no condom. You must be like, um, and I've been banging you. Wow, the game is mad. See, that's the thing with life. When you're uh, when you're single, that you can do everything correctly, properly. That if the person that you're sleeping with isn't, it's not even being single actually. You can be in a relationship. This happens to people. Actually, after someone I knew, she got chlamydia from a cheating boyfriend. So that's wild. Um, yeah, so you can sleep your life in the right way, but if the person you trust is moving mad, risk up everyone.
Horrible. But my advice for you is you can't get a vanilla sex guy because you'll resent him. Um, and you can't get with bisexual hoe guy because you'll hate yourself. Um, what you should do is maybe take the lead of vanilla sex guy in the bed. You know, tell him what you want. He might be, he might be, he might have a freak in him that's just not unlocked. He's not unlocking it until you accept him as your prop, as his proper boyfriend. When it's your proper boyfriend and girlfriend, that's when he brings out the lever, the gimp mask, the chain, the torture room. You start saying all mad things. Like, Get the power drill. You're like, what? Get the power drill. <laughs> You're like, um, what? What? What are you going to do with that? Just close your eyes. <laughs> He's like, oh, you thought you had vanilla sex. No. No. So, that'd be my suggestion. Try to see where things can go with him. Uh, oh, sorry. Big yawn. Um, what the hell is this nonsense? Whiskey business. I want to find... A woman who accepts my cross-dressing and won't steal my whiskey. What are you talking about? How are those two equal concerns? They're two very different topics and situations to be worried about. But let's see. Dear Deirdre, all I've ever wanted is a woman who will accept my cross-dressing and won't steal my whiskey. Oh, this is like just a jokey thing. If If that's too much to ask... Um, I'm a thir- oh, so is that too much to ask? I'm a 35-year-old Scott who happens to enjoy wearing women's clothes once in a while. Now I'm ready to settle down. I want to find a partner. Uh, but previous girlfriends have always gone call on me when I've when they've discovered I get a thrill out of putting on a dress with full makeup and heels. Uh, a, com- a couple laughed about it when their mates with their mates, which hurt i'm gonna stop this stupid accent anyway i don't do it often just when i feel the urge it's part of me and doesn't stop me from being a normal bloke who plays football football i've decided that if i'm going to meet someone i want to spend the rest of my life with i need to be up front about that is right you do if that's the thing you like doing then they need to accept that that's very right don't don't get fooled there's no don't find a woman who's perfect but she doesn't like that or i don't know how she'll feel about that so i won't say anything no then she's not perfect Get that out. And there you go. Um, oh, I'm excited that if I'm going to meet someone yeah, Where can I find a woman who will love me for all of me and who I can trust? I have so much love to give. It's also important that she doesn't help herself to my favourite tipple like my last girlfriend did. Like, that's, mate, that's just not a real thing. Stop saying it. You, you mean, that's, that's not a, a trait. That's not a personality trait. Whiskey stealer. You know what I mean? Oh, he's just gaslighting me and he stole my whiskey. Like, that's not a, a trait to be avoided because people don't have it. Anyway. Um, uh, oh, wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Caught in the act. My cousin walked in on me masturbating and I'm so embarrassed. Is this a male, male cousin, male, female, female, male, female, female? Who knows? Let's see. I guess the most embarrassing one for everyone involved would be... Uh, 
because it'd be male cousin masturbating, female cousin catching. I think that'd be the most embarrassing one. <laughs> oh dear. Like calling the acts, uh, my cousin walked in with me masturbating and I'm so embarrassed. Dear Digi, how will I ever be able to speak to my cousin again? She walked in on me while I was masturbating. Uh, it's probably in between the moment. I'm 16 and last week my family came over for tea. I went up to my room to get something and ended up laying under on my bed and pleasuring myself. Well, you sound like a woman. There is women. Um, my cousin, who's 15, came up to see me, but she didn't knock. She just walked right in and caught me in the act. She said, oh, my God, I ran out. Now I'm terrified she'll tell someone. Are you a man or a woman? I don't know, because it's this different. Not in a creepy way, just women can masturbate in a more uh, dignified way. You know? Whereas a man, it's always savagery. Had to be caught halfway through that act by your cousin. I think you just got to shout downstairs to your mum, hey, auntie and cousin need to go the fuck home now. <laughs> this is going. Why? Why are you going? It's been months since we've seen. Mum, tell them to go home. All right? Damn it. Um, anyway, that's the end of the pod. Um, I am knackered. So tired. I've got so much shit to do around this house. So I'm, I'm gone before wife gets back and goes, what the hell have you been doing? I mean, I've done enough. I've put up a mirror. Um, I need to get weights from the loft to see if I can use those to weigh down the marquee. If I can't, then I need to think of a backup plan. But yeah, all right, that is the end of the pods, people. Peace. Peace. I should have been near the off button when I said peace, but I wasn't. So I'm now going to just awkwardly talk out the pod. Now it's peace. Peace.